this is Randy Cooper of the Texas Hippie Coalition, THC. You're rocking with Iron City Rocks, and we're pissed off and mad about it.
Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I am not your host, John. John has graciously let me host this episode, and I am your host, Aaron. The song you just heard was Pissed Off and Mad About It by the Texas Hippie Coalition. Texas Hippie Coalition, or THC, will be at the Hard Rock Cafe in Pittsburgh on August 25th. I recently caught up with Randy Cooper, guitarist for THC, to discuss the band as well as guitars. We will listen to that interview right after this next song, which is my personal favorite track from the new album, Intervention.
gentlemen. Welcome to the show. On the phone with me, I have Randy Cooper of the Texas Hippie Coalition. How are you doing tonight, Randy? Well, all good, man. All good out here in this Texas heat and Texas sun, boy. 100 degrees. So you're, uh, you're, you're at home right now, then, I take it? Yes, sir. Getting ready to make another run. We're, uh, we're regrouping up this. We had the weekend off, man. It's like the first one this summer. And uh, so we just uh, enjoying some of this Texas heat, boy. Trying to trying to beat the heat and stay cool, man. We've had a heat wave of about a hundred degrees every day oh, holy cow. since I've been home. Yeah, it might might be um, a vacation to go on tour then, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm ready to get up there to Pittsburgh. Some of y'all's nice weather. Yeah, we're um, we're expecting you guys to appear on the 25th. I believe you're opening for Belladonna. Is that correct? So are we here? Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, man, we're big Anthrax friends from, um, you know, way back and stuff. So, yeah, this is going to be a pleasure, man, getting to meet him and, uh, you know, do a show with him. That's going to be oh, show. Show. Uh, You guys are coming through on August 25th. You're going to be playing the Hard Rock Cafe. I'm hoping I can make it out that night because um, I, I got to tell you, <clears throat> I heard um, I heard, the, heard your, you know, I guess the big single is out right now, pissed off and mad about it, Randy, and I got to tell you, that song just grabbed me. Oh, just what a great tune. Right. Oh, man, thank you very much. That's that's the one, man. That's going to be the uh, staple song of the band, and uh, it's uh, got some legs for days, man. It's, it's out there going around right now. Yeah, that is some good stuff. So, um, so what can you tell me about how your band came together? Like, how long have you guys been together? How did you meet each other? How did this come about? Yeah, we're uh, me and uh, the bass player John Exall and uh, Big Dad Rich Singer. We are all from um, you know Denison, Texas. So we have uh, known each other for uh, you know for close about fifteen, twenty years in that ballpark. And uh, uh, me and uh, Rich was uh, Denison High School graduates together, same class. And so we've we've had a long history. We uh, we was always in rival bands together, uh, but we would take our uh, take our bands, we'd throw a package deal together and take it down to Dallas. And uh, so we have done, you know, many shows together, stuff like that. But finally, about five, six years ago, we uh, merged together, man. And so uh, it's been an uphill uh, rise since then, you know, just out there writing some songs. And uh, oh, Big Dad Rich, you know, I always pat him on the back for that because he writes a uh, good storytelling uh, lyrics, man. Tells a good story. (laughs) Yeah. I always pat him on the back for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm digging the lyrics. I guess he's got an interesting singing voice too. Like he's he's a throwback to some of I guess kind of like some of the earlier metal. Like he can really sing, but he can also get across that that aggressive growl too at the same time. Yeah, there's some manners we are so you know our influences. You know, down here in Texas, you get this uh, this red dirt uh, country artists through here and uh you know we love you know kevin fowler pat green and you know big dad rich he's a wailing willy guy and uh john you've got a uh, you know just rage against the machine and uh motley crew things like that then i'm the uh iron maiden judas priest guy metallica you know i can't i just the uh, all the guitar greats through the 80s man is you know just that's what i dug and studied on and i'm glad i learned through that era man that's where all the the bad the bad boys were to me I, I so agree with that, Randy, and um, that, this, I'm the same way. Like me and um, me and uh, John, who, um, who who runs this show, uh, we actually went to see Iron Maiden when they came through Pittsburgh here a couple of weeks ago, and it's the first time I ever got to see him. It was the greatest show I've ever been to. 
<laughs> I, love I love it, man. And uh, you know, I, I try to see them every time they roll through. And uh, you know, I was I, I turned on early on to them. Uh, Judas Priest uh, and Iron Maiden. You know, I seen like Iron Maiden on the number of the Beast tour, and I seen Priest on Screaming for Vengeance. You know, and that was you know, them were like two of my all-time favorite favorite uh, albums right there. And uh, that I pretty much set the course for the rest of my life right there, boy. Once I got a dose of some of that, that was it. Oh. I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah, those are some shows, man. That's amazing. Hey, so yeah, you and mentioned that, Red Dirt. It's on a great show. Oh, that's great. So you mentioned Red Dirt, um, and I was reading this on your website here. So what do you, what do you guys mean by, like, Red Dirt Metal? Like, what, what am I missing there? Uh, well, that's what, you know, in this area, you know, we're right here in the Red River Valley. Uh, Denison is is uh, right on the Oklahoma border, and that's the Red River that runs through here. And uh, you've got a, a lot of uh, Texas, you know, country artists and stuff. You also got cross-Canadian ragweed right up there in Oklahoma. And uh, they're the ones that kind of labeled us uh, Red Dirt Metal because they're kind of the kings of the Red Dirt country around here, them and Pat Green, Kevin Fowler, and uh, Jason Bolin. But, um uh, We've got to do some shows with uh, Cross Canadian Ragweed, and and uh, once that uh, they labeled us, you know, they were the ones that threw out there, y'all are like red dirt metal, you know, and it, and it just fits so perfect. Oh, that's awesome! That's a great story. Mm-hmm. Hey, so yep. how did you guys come up with the name Texas Hippie Coalition? Uh, we all took a, you know, once uh, Big Dad Rich, you know, uh, we started making calls. He just called. Uh, started getting this plan up each one of us was in a different band and uh he grabbed us out of uh the top guy he says out of every band you know and uh the one that shined and then called us all in put it together he uh he had already had uh the uh thc was uh he was already wanting that then he started we started working on the words and stuff and being uh like me and big dad rich we're probably one of the only ones that never cut our hair you know out of all of our buddies and friends and musicians and stuff so uh and then and oh big dad was you know he was um kind of raised you know in the uh the gypsy kind of uh traveling you know the hippie world man with his parents and stuff so we're from texas um the hippie Stuff was all around us, you know, with, with our hair not ever cutting it, and the way he was raised through his family, and then uh, the coalition. Man, we just started recruiting fans, and it all, it all, uh, the coalition. When we came with, you know, with, once we labeled it all and came out there, wrote about. Man, I'm telling you, we wrote like around ten songs just right, right off the bat, and uh, went and busted out a show in our hometown and uh, set attendance records and money coming through the door <laughs> and sold about a beer. And uh, but it, we just recruited from them on, then on, man, and uh, recruiting coalition members all over the world, boy. And it's growing. THC is growing. Yeah, I'll say. Now I'm glad you shortened it to THC because that it kind of hit me that that was the acronym. So I was wondering if the name was supposed to be um, a double entendre there to kind of mean like, hey, you know, we're the Texas Hippie Coalition and possibly a little tip of the hat to um, some marijuana. Is that yeah. an accident or is that on purpose? No, yeah, it was definitely, the the whole, it was thought out, um, you know, I mean, we had a plan of attack from uh, day one on that first meeting, even though, you know, we sat around and talked about the merch that we could make, the t-shirts and stuff like that, right off the bat, you know, of uh, the marketing of it, and it was a, uh, TXC is kind of a household name, so you've got that uh, thrown out there, you know, and, uh, you know, it worked in our favor, you know, we always hit up, uh, 
one of my favorite people we've met is Chips Enough of Enough's Enough. And every time I see him, um, he's like, he's, he looks at us like, genius, genius. Why did, I, why did I think of that name, you know? And so every time I see him, like, hey, Chip, why didn't you name your band THC? And he's just like, oh, man, I missed it. <laughs> pretty neat. Oh. Pretty, pretty, pretty good story with him. Yeah, that's great. I, that's awesome. You guys were like sat down and you got thought out. Because I'm gonna say like looking at um when I when I went to your your MySpace page so I could you know get more music after I heard that song. The first thing I see is your pictures, and I have to be honest here, I have not seen another band embody the "Don't mess with Texas" phrase since the Pantera Cowboys from Hell album. I I pulled this up I'm like holy crap! Like you guys, you look like the outlaw, like the modern day outlaw. It just looks awesome. Right on. You know, the look, it, that all came together. Uh, you know, it's, um, you know, me and Big Dad, Ralph, I mean, we just always wore black. And it just, you know, came in around to that. Um, we, we grabbed up the vest and, and uh, uh, took on, you know, I mean, it, it is the outlaw mentality where it comes from. It's naturally, you know, it's, it's the way we are. And uh, just the way, you know, and all our songs are just storytelling music about, you know, growing up life right here in this Red River Valley. That's awesome. Yeah, and, I, actually, you know, I, just ordered, um, I just ordered your CD last night, and I'm so excited for it to come in because I can't wait to hear the rest of the songs because so far I've only gotten to hear what's on MySpace. Uh, I'm really, really excited about this, this record. i got to say I'm really excited about this show coming through. Um, I saw you play Dean Guitars, and I was watching a little bit of the Dean um, the, the the video that Dean has has about you on the site. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how like how did that partnership come together and how did you start playing Dean guitars in the first place? Yeah, I'll pick that up on my own, man. Uh, you know, uh, you mentioned about the Cowboys from from uh, from Hell, you know, cover of uh, their outlaw look and stuff like that. But uh, you know, when man, that's uh, those guys. Um, you know, this is one of their hot spots they rolled through was they had a killer club here in Denison, Texas. So, man, they just sat here. They just came down and just, you know, burned through here all the time, man. So we got to watch them. I, I got to uh, – I had a band going that got open in slots with them back in that day. So that's where, you know, the uh, – you know, we uh, – the best thing, the baddest thing we ever seen out there in a club act was them guys rolled through. And so that's where we set the staple for, for us, you know, where we're at. And then, uh, so I, I immediately fell in love with that guitar, and it and it uh, took me about five or six years to get my hands on one of them, because uh, you know the Dean Company went out in '84. They were only '77 through '84 is the original Deans, and then so the whole time Pantera's rolling and Daryl's out there rolling on them, man, they're already done. You, you just got to find them in pawn shops or keep that eagle eye out scouting for them. And so it was real hard to get my hands on one at that time. And, man, I kept hitting Daryl up all the time, you know. And I, I got, you know, I got to open up for him, you know, probably around 20 times. And uh, this was with the original singer, Terrence Lee, and then when they had the singer change through Phil and stuff. And I caught a little bit of that before Cowboys came out. But, man, I'd always try to get one of them guitars. And he would always, you know, kind of dangle one in front of me. Man, I'm going to bring you one. I'm going to get you one. There's some I bought up that I hadn't even got up to, you know. And I I know. I'm gonna sell you one of them, but it, it never happened. And I, um, but I, I went to uh, a guitar show, and uh, Diamond Vinny was there doing uh, at the string uh, booth and signing autographs and stuff. And man, I waited through this long line, and I got a chance to talk to Dime and uh, Vinny again. And man, I always hit him up for one of the guitars. Man, dude, you bring me one of the guitars. 
And he goes, man, son, today's a lucky day. I got this guy over here in a booth. And uh, he took me, when I got done kind of signing, he had a little break. He took me around the corner uh, and introduced me to a guy that had two of them for sale. Uh, they was both identical tobacco sunbars. One was in better shape than the other. And, uh, man, I bought that dude right then. So I always claim that it didn't, it didn't come from him, but it came through him. You know? Yeah. So, and this is, that's the lightning guitar, the, the main one I played. Uh, I've never found, came across one that has the thick, the sound of it. But I, I ended I got that guitar in like 88. So I've been on the Deans the whole time, you know, and, uh, um, that guitar, you know, just happened to be, uh, you know, special with him, uh, hooking me up through it with it. And, uh, but it took me about two years. I found a painter and, uh, the, we started talking about getting something to paint on it. And it was like, Dude, just throw some lightning on it, man. Surprised me, you know, and he did the headstock to it and, and everything, you know. So when I got it back, man, I've been, you know, it's really, I've been playing that guitar that whole time, man, since like 88, 89 era. And uh, Dean Guitars, we was in Dallas playing in like 04. Uh, I think 05 is when it was. Uh, they had some reps that was in town and uh, went, went out to a club that night that we was playing at Vinnie Paul. And um, his entourage of people, probably Bobzilla, some of the Hell Yeah guys, and um, they uh, they showed they was there that night. So um, that's probably where the Dean, you know, uh, people came from because they knew Vinny was going to be there. And uh, they walked in on us, and then I got two of them old school, uh, um, the original Deans, and I got an '81 and an '82. And when I started popping up in them cases, warming up, man, them them guys seen me, and they came back there and introduced themselves and uh, checked out the guitars. And within about like two days later, uh, and we got an email um, from Tony Purnell and said, uh, you know, give us a holler and uh, we'd like to pick you guys up on our roster. So, I, you know, I called in and got in with him and um, got hooked up where I could get my hands on some guitars and stuff. And uh, then uh, he passed us on to Josh, which uh, he's the artist relation guy. And we see him all over the place, all over the country, man. He's coming out and uh, man, now we're getting the full mail deal. I mean, just uh, when we need gear, um, it's a phone call away and, a tw- you know, FedEx flight, you know, overnight it, you know. So, um, man, we went to Amsterdam here a few weeks ago, you know, just like first this month. And uh, I always hear that when you fly your guitars, uh, you know, the first thing you do is need to check them when you get off the plane. And I go check both of my, my 81 and 82 and uh, the headstock's flapping in the case, broke off of the 81 man and i'm sick you know and i go pop up in my lightning dude and it's uh it's got both pickups crammed down with the ears broken off crushed into the cavity the tone knob broke kind of broke the broken almost down into the cavity it and uh i part out the red guitar pickups and get the lightning fired up about an hour before we're supposed to go on and play a show and uh our first show over there out of three and, uh, man, I'm bummed out about my red one, but I can make it, you know, once we get to play it, man, it's done. It's over. You know, it's just on. It's all business. And we get back to the States. Um, I let the Dean guys know, you know, immediately what's happening. And I, But, dude, I sent that sucker in, and uh, within seven days, I had it back in my hands playing it. No kidding. That's awesome. No kidding, dude. I'm telling you. And uh, not only do they make a, a great guitar, it's the people that run that company and uh, I work at it, man, are killer. I mean, they're so good, and the hands-on, and the artists. And you go out to a NAMM show uh, where all the booths are. You got Jackson guitars, Gibson guitars. But I'm telling you, man, there is nobody. Everybody that plays is at the Dean booth. You got Slash from Gibson. You got Kerry King from BC Rich. Everybody, because yeah. they not only do they have the coolest guitars, they've got the coolest staff 
you know, building them, working them, man. And that's where everybody hangs. You go to the Dean booth at a NAMM show, boy, that's where to be. And uh, we're more than happy to be hooked up with them. And uh, my bass player just called me yesterday, and he said he's got two bases waiting on him up there when we get back to uh, hit this next next leg of these tours. Because he's brutal on them, man, and, and uh, he is uh, – the, the the pots sweat out on him. There's little little quirks and cleats about his stuff all over the place, man. And uh, But uh, they just keep taking care of us, man. That, that's that a, is great. You know, that is, that's a good, I mean, I don't know, you know, and I still carrying this guitar around that, uh, I mean, it, it didn't come from Don, but it came through him, man. It's a pretty good story. And, uh, man, I've carried that around. I've told that story, you know, quite a bit. And actually I just here in this last year, I, I met, I ran it, I was in Houston and met the painter that painted that thing back in like 89. Yeah. And I've, Oh, yeah, man, I got him online, you know, and I wrote him a little write-up about the guitar, and he's seeing the guitar all over the place now, you know, and so uh, uh, he's got a painting business that is uh, blossoming and blooming, you know, and he's blessed with that, and uh, so, uh, you know, one of my guitar, or that guitar, you know, is up on the front headlines of his uh, his site and stuff, you know, so it's pretty neat to be able to run across that guy that did it, because, you know, here down the road, we're going to do another one. That's our goal, you know, we're already talking about doing, he wants to do another one for me. Oh, that's great. That's great. No doubt. And, and the Lightning Bolt guitar, that's the one that I saw that you modified with the uh, the 66 dime and the 2004 dime, right? Right. Yeah. Um, man, and I, you know, that um, when that happened to, to Daryl, uh, man, I just, it uh, blew me away, man. And I was playing on a praise team on a church, and I was playing a Les Paul there doing that, but I just immediately dropped that, and I just started carrying my Lightning with me there for a while, and and, uh, you know, I came across him, a memory of him, you know, just a little thing to him. But I, I came across the uh, the 04 dime right there, had it in my pocket, you know, that day that that happened. And I stuck that aside. And then it took uh, about three months to come across, the, you know, the uh, 66 dime. So once I got that completed, man, I glued them up on there. They've been on there since then. I think it's a great tribute. I remember... Remember the day that, that, I, that I found out. I was I was working on late shift. Uh, my wife's clock radio went off because she was already at work, and I heard them saying something about damage playing guitarist shot, and I just I was groggy and I went back to sleep. You know, I got up, went about my day, and then all of a sudden something hit me. I'm like, oh my goodness! Did I really hear that? I immediately jumped on CNN.com and searched for it, and I just I couldn't believe the news. I mean, just you know, what what a tragedy, what a loss that the music community suffered. You know. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, shocking, and, man, I, I mean, uh, man, my phone started ringing, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been such a dime uh, fan from, from the day, day one that I met him, you know, we met when we were 16, and um, the day that I met him, you know, that night I got to uh, see a show and hear him play for the first time, and uh, I just came, I just got through seeing Randy Rhodes uh, in Amarillo, Texas, and I moved, and uh, about, and, you know, like five days before he got killed, and that was in you know the that was in March. So by June first, um, this is that's when I moved to uh, Denison, and then I pretty much uh, met Pantera was playing here in town, um, like a you know like June eighteenth or something, and I got to go up there and see them. But uh, Daryl did a uh, tribute to to Randy Rhodes, you know, and played all the solos. And I never at somebody my age that was playing like that, I was in awe. I could not believe it. And uh, from then on, that dude was day one. I mean, from that day on, man, that was my guy. You know, I, I followed every movie made and watched and stuff. And I didn't have nothing to do with the way my hair grew because there's, uh, you see the characteristics of that, man. But uh, he was, man. He instantly became my hero. 
um, he filled that void of Randy Rhodes um, right off the bat because that really I was devastated by that uh, too, you know. And uh, that whole so the, for the rest of that that time, man, he was my guy, you know. And we got to see him so many times, you know. I mean, I, once Cowboys hit, uh, that was in '91. So you know, I'm talking '84. 83, 84, up till then. I mean, they was, you know, frequent flyers through Denison, man. I mean, you know, this is one of their hot spots that they hit, you know, probably every six weeks. Oh, wow. And then getting the privilege, you know, getting the privilege to, you know, I'm that guy that's, uh, man, I'll knock on that door and I and uh, ask not, have not, man. That's just one of my mottos. And, you know, I went straight to the venue when they came back and I had a band happening and uh, went and hit up the club owner because uh, we was all too young to be in there. And, uh, you know, and, uh, so he gave me the okay to get in, you know, and, uh, clear it with Vinnie Paul and I had to go talk to them. And, you know, they was more than happy to have an opening band and, and that got them out of doing three, one hour sets, you know, that knocked oh, them yeah. off to maybe two hour set that night. <laughs> so that's how it happened, man. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I met Terrence Lee, um, the original singer of Pantera. And I just got to do a show with Lord Tracy here just this last month at the house of blues in Dallas. And I had Pantera sound man, um, Aaron, um, at the, at the captain of the sound that night running sound for us. And, um, unbelievable, man. It was, it was really killer to be around them guys. And, you know, me and Terry had known each other that long, but we haven't been around each other for years, you know, and, uh, to go back in, just like we'd just seen each other, you know, just, you know, I mean, as good as friends we are, it's like, God, there was never no time lost in between there, man. And I mean, we're, He's such a good friend now, man. I mean, we we talk all the time, and he's such a a good uh, coach to me, kind of, man. He's just good. He's so full of knowledge. Same with Pantera, Selma, and Aaron, man. I've I've got both these guys in my ear just coaching me, man. It's great. It's like a player coach. <laughs> hey, so how did you guys get involved with the Ride for Dime? I saw you guys were on the Ride for Dime 2010 this year. How how that project come about? Yeah, we uh, um, I met the uh, president, Rob. Uh, back, uh, in a band before I had, uh, got in this, uh, before we had started THC and, uh, he was, uh, once I met him and then he was showing me pictures of him and Don in grade school, you know, they're the, they went to Arlington schools together, grade school and all this stuff. So, um, it was to be able to get around somebody that, you know, knew him from then and, uh, the stories and I just love the stories, you know, and I just get them all and, and uh, you know, feed off of them. But uh, we became good friends on that, and uh, when we when uh, we started rolling through Dallas with this, he was you know one of my first calls to invite him out. As soon as we uh, got around them, uh, they just totally embraced us, man. They love. I mean, immediately they felt that connection with what uh, what we had to bring to the table, uh, and it reminded them of their Pantera days. And man, I mean, they just totally embraced us on that. Um, we missed the uh, no, this the first ride for Dime had already happened. And we, we just uh, introduced them to the band THC um, when uh, we couldn't get on the ride that the second year, but we got on the pre-party with a band called Aska. And, uh, man, when they put us on that bill, it just, uh, man, they got a, all their buddies and all their friends, all them audience people got a dose of us, and we've been on the bill ever since then. Oh, that's just, we, you know, just been carrying it, but uh, yeah, we just but we've been growing, man. We're out there getting it. Uh, I talk to him all the time. I always thank Rob for getting behind me because once he did, once they got behind us, that turned us on to all of Dallas because they just got they just they just support music. All that Ride for Dime crew, and they go out and they just hear local music, and they go in gangs and they go in a big pack. And whenever they like somebody and they go, there's going to be fifty strong of them running together. 
And so I knew to get them guys. Um, the uh, George Call from Aska, the singer, said, "Man, once you get these these guys behind you, man, you're gonna you're gonna get you're, you're gonna take over Dallas. You're gonna be you know you're gonna do good." And uh, man, he was really right. I didn't look at it like that. I was just like, man, I was so glad to be in there and getting starting to get that following and that connection with people that close to to that Pantera camp. And uh, man, it just escalated from there, man. But I, he always thank him, man. Just the other, you know, we just played last week, and I'm yeah, hug his neck, Rob. I sure thank you, man, for this. And uh, and he says, man, it's y'all are for real, you know, it's a real deal, man. It ain't, it ain't. I like you guys, you know. It's a uh, man, you, you can't help but like this music, and it yeah, represents Texas, man. And uh, that's where it came from. But man, not only do we get to do that, you know, uh, like Rob, the president, he uh, here he is. Uh, going back and forth two, you know, just days before the ride happens and, uh, his dad's in bad shape and he goes down to Corpus to get to see him this last time. And, uh, just, you know, he, they lose him and, uh, they bury him and Rob walked straight out of burying his dad right to a ride for dime interview, man. And, uh, and, uh, he just said this piece broke over him, you know, to, and he started just remember all these good times. He called me cause I'm a prayer, uh, leader, man, you know, the, the, uh, spiritual leader of our band. And, uh, and it's pretty neat to be able to get called on uh, from anybody, you know, just to, to get used. I want to get used like that, and here I get to help my buddies out there like that in a, in a, in a time, tragic time like that. And then, uh, you know, the next day, Rob's at the ride, and uh, a successful ride, probably the biggest thumbs up. They, uh, This is the biggest year to date they've had on it, you know. And uh, so it was really good, you know, with, uh, with what Rob went through and all that. Um, Man, we're just, you know, we're out here blessing people, man, and we love the, uh, we love the spotlight that we're in to be able to do that, musically and spiritually, too. Hey, so I was looking on your site, and, um, on the, on the, uh, the THC site, and, um, I saw that you did, and I haven't got a chance to look at this, this part of it yet, but you did a lesson on ultimateguitar.com, you and your son, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, there's, uh, I get hit up by these kids all the time, uh, and uh, for, uh, you know, the pedals, the noises, the, the, you know, some of the tone and the sounds. But uh, I get hit up for them solo sections and uh, certain songs. And, every, you know, they all want to pissed off and mad about it. And uh, we set that up to do. And, and uh, we was playing a show over here in Durant, which is right across the, the uh, border from us. Uh, Denison and Durant are just, you know, cities right across there. Durant's in Oklahoma, so right across the Red River over there. And, and it's a casino. Um, so this is our first time in this casino, which is a Choctaw casino, and I'm a card-carrying uh, uh, member of it. And so I got introduced to all the tribe and all this stuff. And uh, so we set up this interview. Or we, we just went ahead and knocked it out there, and we, we sat there. But I have my son. My son's 16. And, uh, yeah. you know, he's going to be a you know heck of a guitar player, man. He's been playing since, you know, whenever, third, fourth grade, you know, and I mean, just getting it. So uh, he is... Uh, so he's sitting there with me, you know, and he knows all of our, uh, always teach him our material. You know, he knows pretty much the, the you know, the, all of this stuff and uh, working on him on the solos and all this stuff. So he just had, he was there at the show with me and we just set him up there and, and we just walked through it. And as we're laying it down, you see a couple little bleeps in there, man. Uh, right when we start, um, Paul Rogers walks out and walks by and he just stands there and watches this for a second and we kind of fumble okay. a little bit. And uh, for real, you know, it's like we end the tape, and it was like that really was Paul Rogers, you know, that came out. And then the uh, the second part when we're doing the, the solo section, um, his guitar player, which he's a bad company guy for 14 years, and he's uh, he was uh, Hart's he's Hart's guitar player for like 28 years. 
I believe his name is like Her- Howard Lease. And I hope I got that right. Uh, but he comes right on the scene, you know, and hands his picks out. And we're like, wow, you know, kind of neat to have that, uh, have these guys walking walk through there when you're sitting there throwing this down. But uh, that's pretty neat. We got hit up to do this for uh, people's been asking for it. And uh, we're going to hit up, uh, we're probably going to do, uh, end up doing every song on the on the new record and probably pull some some of the solos and stuff off the, the, other, the other record, Pride of Texas. So I'm gonna start knocking them away. Right on. You know, and you get a little finger action where it's at, a little technique there, and and uh, I like you know on the pissed off and mad about it section. um, There's uh, there's a two part solo section. The first one's just kind of noise making, you know. So uh, I'm gonna hit it again. We're gonna get on there with my. uh, We're gonna go over my pedals that I use, and uh, so there's gonna be you know some more lessons coming up in the thing and a lot of kids want to know about what kind of amp you use what kind of pedals you know so we're going to go over that and i'm going to show you some i'm going to show these kids some of this uh how i get some of these noises and these sounds you know and especially the the first solo section of pissed off and mad about it is is uh is a good example of it because i've came across this digitech uh jimmy hendrix uh pedal and uh man you engage that dude and uh you know tweak it it's got some knobs on some tone and some things like that but I found this one setting that I hit it with the wall, man, and it is a, the oddest sound, growling. I mean, man, when I step on that thing, I don't even have to have my fingers on the fretboard. And, I mean, it, you can see the crowd's reaction by their eyes and their eyebrows. You don't take a notice to it. And I, we laugh all the time because it's not uh, it's not the fingers on the – it's not the fingers that you're doing shredding or whatever, man. It's just that tone. And uh, and it's pretty it's pretty neat to be able to just raise them eyebrows, um, you know, with your with a floor fe- pedal with your foot. <laughs> and I really, I use it all the time, man. It's all over our new record, and I'm I'm gonna show that off here on one of these next videos. Oh wow! Give them kids so, to go out there and give look, you know, you know, get their hands on something and uh, man, experiment with it. Come up with something yeah. new, man. Well, speaking of noise, I've noticed in. in like you, your your squeals on the record. Like I can't tell if you're hitting a pinch harmonic or what you're doing. Um, how how are you getting those squeals? Is that part of this pedal, or, or are you just really that good at, at the artificial? Yeah, man. Uh, man, it's all you know. It's in your fingertips, in your and uh, and your hands. You know, that's the foundation of tone right there. Is that chord chord amp guitar? And uh, man, Billy Gibbons is the king of that. And uh, man, we and uh. So I get it from him, you know, and, I, and Zach, you know, he's he's he took it from Billy Gibbons and just brought it, you know, to the masses. And and what he's got, man, is uh, well, I could I could just I hope I get someday. I just keep striving, and I I still got that drive to learn. And I mean, I learned from all of them, man. I hear a lick that I, that's killer, it grabs me. I got it, you know, I want it, you know, and I go I go after it and get it, you know. And I got a good ear. I, you know, I train. I just, you know, if I hear something, man, I just go get it, man. I can tune up to it, play along with it, and uh, get it. That's pretty much, you know, self-taught on that, and uh, just learning them scales, man. I'll learn, you know, the seven modes of the major scale, and just went with that, and the five modes of that pentatonic, and uh, just started going from there. And uh, my, you know, I'm a big fan of Dimebag and. Randy Rhodes and Annie Van Halen, you know, and um, I went through the Black Sabbath era, the Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and man, that set the course of learning how to play. George Lynch, you know, all them '80s guys, man. I just yeah. dug in and studied, you know. And yeah, that's it. You mentioned George Lynch. I just found myself sitting down and trying to relearn Mr. Scary the other day. Right, and we just—I just came off a show doing with him uh, two weekends ago, and uh, 
Oh, man, you know, to, to hear him, and then you got Doc in there, and then the guy that took his place is, you know, killer, man. And uh, then I'm there, I'm standing in this circle, and uh, I'm there getting firsthand Randy Rhodes stories from Carlos Cavazzo. And uh, I got Warren D. Martini over there going, uh-huh, yeah, and he's over here telling me Jakey e. Lee stories. And, uh, man, I'm just in awe, blown away by the, you know, I'm sitting there looking around, and Michael Schenkner's in this circle, and our... Uh, the head of the company for Ding Guitars is Elliot, uh, and he is uh, Michael Schinkner's bass player, you know, at the moment. Yeah. So I'm standing here with all these guys, you know, and just talking shop. And uh, it was really – and when I introduced myself to Carlos Cavazzo, um, he just – man, he was so polite, and he just jumped right in the conversation. And, man, I, and then I get uh, – and, I, and uh, I get these firsthand Randy Rhodes stories, you know from being a student of his, being able to watch him, be around him. And it was, I was just in awe, blown away, man. It's killer. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. That's it's, it's my favorite thing. I'm such a fan of music and I know I can call all these guys by name. You know, I, I read all their articles. I looked at all their pictures, Rat and Quiet Riot and Motley Crue and all these men. And it's uh, to be able to get in there and actually, uh, meet these guys and not only meet them you know i'm a colleague with them now i'm playing these shows with them man. and you know it's just you know we're just we're so blessed to be at this level um to get to this level it's been a lot of hard work and uh, when we took that first meeting at big dad rich's house and talked about this band this is everything that we're doing right now man we talked about that day and stuff you know and we got this lifer shirt this shirt that we talked about that you know, it was this T8, and we just called it the Laffer shirt because the day that we talked about it then, one of the first shirts we put out, man, that's our main seller, you know. That's awesome. Well, hey, Randy, I really want to appreciate, um, or really want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. I can't wait to see you guys come through Pittsburgh. I can't wait to um, hear more from the Texas Hit Coalition. Thanks. Wow, man. Thank you very much, man. Don't you 
Alright, the song you just heard was Back From Hell. All the songs you heard on this episode can be found on THC's latest release, Rollin'. As always, thank you for listening and don't forget to stop by our site, www.ironcityrocks.com for news, concert listings, and great deals on your favorite music. I'm Aaron, and this has been another episode of Iron City Rocks. (laughs) 